Hello, and welcome to Canada's History's new research on the Education Channel. My name is Jessica Knapp, and I am the Online Community Engagement Coordinator at Canada's History Society. This new research segment features Tyler Turek, who is a fifth-year PhD candidate at Western University. His Shirk-funded dissertation project titled States of Empire, Sovereignty and Decolonization in the British World, 1910s to 1940s, outlines a new historical narrative of British settler colonial independence in Australia and Canada. For this project, he has researched in Australia, England, Ottawa, and Scotland and has presented his findings to scholars in Denmark, Hong Kong, London, and Sydney. Recently, he won the Michael D. Hellyer Prize for Best Graduate Student Paper at the British Association of Canadian Studies Conference, and the Graduate Student Teaching Award for his contributions to Western's International Relations Program. He looks forward to starting a postdoctoral fellowship on 20th century passport fraud in the Pacific Ocean region by 2016. Thanks for joining me, Tyler. Could you elaborate on your approach to answering the question, when and how did Canada become an independent country? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so part of my research uh, is, in fact, trying to figure out what it, what it means to be an independent country. Now, so getting, about four years ago, I had this question posed to me that when did the, the British Dominions become independent? Uh, and the question just seems so so obvious yet so uh, difficult to answer because growing up as a Canadian, you sort of take for granted that, oh, yes, we're from an independent country, but what it actually meant, I wasn't sure how to define it. So I did my undergraduate degree at the University of Ottawa, and it was a joint program in political science and history. So I have a, a poli-sci background. Now, please don't hold that against me. But... Um, what that allowed me to do was look a little bit more critically at, at what this idea of, of independence meant and what countries were. So I decided to focus on this concept of sovereignty. And instead of looking at what makes uh, a country independent or how did we grow from colony to nation, I wanted to look a little bit at, well, how did we go from settler colony to sovereign state? And I knew that there were some distinctions between those two concepts of nation and state, so I wanted to investigate investigate that a little further by looking at two comparable settler colonies, uh, Canada and Australia. So one of the things that uh, Canadian students will get when they're reading history textbooks is that there's important events and documents such as Confederation or Vimy Ridge and the Statute of Westminster. But if you, if you look at these documents or the events and, and the newspaper accounts surrounding them, you won't see the word uh, independent or sovereignty come up very much. I thought that was a little bit curious, considering that's sort of what we associate with those terms. So what I decided to do was sort of go back to the period from the 1910s, sort of when Canada first got some semblance of international recognition, all the way to about the 1940s, when some of the non-settler colonies became independent, such as India and Pakistan, and try to understand how it is that settler uh, colonial elites, predominantly, conceived of ideas of sovereignty, statehood, and independence working in various contexts. Um, so, you know, the typical departure points are, say, uh, constitutional history or, or Canada's um, external policy under O.D. Skelton or 
the development of a unique Canadian national identity by the 1960s. And I think those are all worthy uh, fields of inquiry. But when you look at where people were talking about sovereignty, you get sort of different issues. For instance, one of my chapters has to do with air and sea navigation. So I'm interested in this idea of the sovereign state uh, as a three-dimensional entity, something where territorial sovereignty exists not just you know, on the political map where you see sort of a two-dimensional image of the territory that we call Canada, but how we look at uh, the skies and the seas and under the oceans and the actual transnational problems that come with trying to define, okay, where does the state's authority begin and where does it end? And in what ways do settler colonies have sort of a shared sovereignty uh, within the British Empire? All right. Thanks, Tyler. My pleasure, Jess.